This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. As I'm looking at my instruments and I'm pulling back on the throttle, uh, I was looking at it and said, hey, I, I should have heard a difference or felt the difference or see it in the gauges and, and nothing was changing. So that was the, all right, you are, you know, really pulled back on the throttle. Um, we're going to have an issue. Welcome to another edition of There I Was, a podcast where we put you in the cockpit with pilots in interesting situations and we learn how they flew out of them. I'm your host, Richard McSpadden. Today's guest is Devin Miller. Devin is a private pilot who's had his license for just over a year. He's got a couple hundred hours, and in that year of flying, he also achieved his instrument rating. Devin bought a Piper Aero, and he was flying that Aero when he had a stuck throttle situation that he's going to talk us through today and share with us how he flew out of it. Devin, welcome to There I Was. Thank you for having me. So we first noticed your incident on uh, YouTube, I think. Uh, it got passed around quite a bit over the Internet. And so um, it just happened that you were flying with your family that day that you mentioned to us. That's part of the reason that you wanted to learn to fly was to be able to take your family and go fun places and share some experiences. So if you would uh, walk us through that day and where you were headed and what happened. Sure. Um, yeah, we were on our way back um, from a trip to Atlanta. We took the family to go see the zoo and the aquarium in Atlanta over a long weekend, and we're making our way back. Uh, we were planning to do our fuel and, and food, or as the kids say, ice cream, uh, stop at uh, a key field in Meridian, Mississippi. And um, the adventurous part of the flight, we thought, was going to be getting out of Atlanta. Um, we had a go, no go decision, really looking at the weather. There were some storms moving in and around and, um, you know, we were a little bit, uh, skeptical on what we were going to do. We played it very safe. We waited out and, uh, ended up the weather was clearing enough that we had a, a good opportunity to get out and we took it. And so you mentioned that you were heading back from Atlanta. Where was, where's home? Where was your destination? Yeah, so headed home to to Houston. Uh, we fly out of uh, out of Houston, out of David Wayne Hooks Airport in Houston. What a great experience for a, a family to be able to jump in an airplane and fly to Atlanta to see an aquarium, and that's just some of the great exposure that you can get flying general aviation. And what I also appreciated was you talked about we. Your is your wife a pilot? 
Uh, she she is not. I mean, today or on this trip, she got upgraded from uh, passenger to crew pretty quick. But um, <laughs> what I appreciated was you talked about we made the decision to wait out the weather. So it sounded like that even though your wife's not a pilot, she's very much involved in the decision making about the go and the no go and and wait out the weather or not. Sounds like um, you involve her in those discussions, which can be very helpful. Absolutely. Uh, she's well aware of, of what get their itis is, and she's well aware of some of the other risk factors that we talk about. And, um, you know, we make decisions like we, her and I won't go together for lunch somewhere without the, without the kids. And that's because uh, we may be forced to make that return trip um, under circumstances that we might not like, but we might feel pressure to make that return trip to, you know, have to pick up the kids. So, uh, she, she, she's very well aware and very much engaged in, in those types of decisions, and uh, she helps keep us all on it. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So um, you guys wait out the weather. You finally decide uh, the window's good. You can launch en route to Houston, and you're going to drop into uh, to Meridian, it sounds like, Keyfield and Meridian. And then what happened? So we were uh, just handed over to Memphis Center after working through a, a few storm cells. Uh, nothing, nothing major. It was a really nonchalant, really beautiful trip back. Uh, we descended down to uh, 4,000 feet in route. So we were already a little bit lower than normal, but we wanted to stay in, in visual conditions. We were on an IFR flight plan. Uh, we wanted to stay in visual conditions because there were some storm cells that were, that were popping up. Handed over to Memphis Center, and they started working us in for the arrival. And um, you know, we got sequenced for the field. There was a, another aircraft approaching from the north, and uh, the controller came on and said, "You know, hey, you're going to be number two," and uh, expected the visual approach. As we got closer to the airport, we got a turn for for sequencing, and uh, now I'm turning away from the airport. And you know, like we all do, when we turn away from the airport we're trying to land at, we you know, let's start slowing down and and get ready for the approach. It's then when I tried to slow down and, and grab the throttle and started to bring it back and uh, realized that, that it wasn't reacting. And there's always that, that inch, that first inch of movement where uh, there's a bit of a, feels like a lag or play. But um, as I'm looking at my instruments and I'm pulling back on the throttle, uh, I was looking at it and said, hey, I, I should have heard a difference or felt the difference or see it in the gauges and, and nothing was changing. And then I got, ended up getting the gear horn. So that was the, all right, you are, you know, really pulled back on the throttle. Um, we're going to have an issue. Hmm, that's interesting. Your first indication was really you were flying the airplane, not looking at the throttle as most of us don't, just operating it. And as you're pulling it back, you begin to realize oh, something's not quite right here. It was more of a feeling or that kind of instinct in the, in the subconscious of your mind saying, this doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we trained with, uh, you know, engine noises and a fixed pitch prop. The engine noise is usually your, your biggest indication. So you just get used to that. And, and that was my indication when I was pulling back on the throttle. I didn't hear that change. And then my manifold pressure uh, wasn't changing either. And it was up to 25, hmm. uh, 25 inches, which is not where I wanted it to be with the throttle out. So uh, you pull it back, and first you realize, I'm not hearing it power down. You're kind of scratching your head going, hmm, what's, what's happening here? That was interesting for me to look back on, because it really was a little bit instinctive, and, and I don't think I would have changed anything. But right away, I, I keyed up on the mic, 
uh, with air, with air traffic control, and we were going to tell them that we had a problem. And I actually say, "Oh, stand by," and uh, you see me reaching up in the video, and I'm hitting a button on the audio panel. Is uh, I didn't want everybody in the in the plane to hear what I was about to say, and and overly alarm them. So after I isolated the the comms panel, we tried it again and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to need some help. We're going to declare an emergency." and uh, let them know what my problem was. So walking back through, Devin, just your first indications of the problem, did you say you were in a turn or, you know, the the steps to any kind of emergency or uh, maintain aircraft control, analyze the situation and take proper action? So obviously you're maintaining aircraft control. I think you said you were in a turn away from the field. Did you realize you had a stuck throttle? How long did it take you to figure that out? So the stuck throttle um, is really all hindsight. In the moment, all I knew is that my throttle was was wide open and I've lost control of the the engine or or not of the plane, not for flight, but I've lost control of uh, the planes not responding to my input. Uh, We were in a a slight turn is more of like a vector of, hey, we're just going to space you out a little bit. First thing in my mind was, you know, I don't know that it's a broken throttle cable. So I don't know what else I'm about to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's the part that, that gave me some pause or some, some concern, the most concern, quite frankly. In my mind, we're already working through, hey, that's okay. You can just do a power-off landing. Uh, we train for that, and, and that's okay. Um, but I was worried about what else am I going to have to deal with that I don't see just quite yet. In a retractable gear you know, my is my you know what else is wrong with my plane? Is my gear okay? My mixture gonna work? My propeller, prop governor, and prop cable? Like, you know, what is what is my situation? And in the moment, I mean, I don't know. Right. Okay. So there you are. You figured out you got an, an engine at full power. So far, nothing else. Uh, you're in clear airspace, which is nice. How about your fuel status? Was that a concern at all? So that wasn't a concern. Um, we usually fly a little bit heavier. Again, an abundance of caution usually. You know, we'll usually get up, you know, we'll take on additional fuel. But we had uh, about two and a half hours of fuel remaining uh, at the time that, that we declared the emergency. Got it. Okay. So that's nice that that's not a stress factor that you're going to have to deal with. You have some time to figure out this problem. And uh, how high were you, your altitude? We're at 4,000, and we may have started our descent um, for the visual, um, but we were in route, we were at 4,000, and I don't recall if we began our descent just quite yet or not. Got it. Okay. Then what'd you do? You're at 4,000 feet, you're in clear airspace, you got two and a half hours of fuel and a throttle that's, uh, uh, that's stuck or basically a wide open engine. You declared an emergency. Uh, what, what was your plan? What'd you do? So declare the emergency, and and again, not knowing what else is wrong with my plane, I I, ha- I don't really have that same confidence in the plane that I had, you know, 20 minutes ago. I wanted to get over top of the airport, and another reason why I, I like Key Field is they have intersecting runways, and you know that gives me outs. It gives me options. Not only is there a 10,000 foot runway, which obviously we really appreciated on this day. But if I'm doing an orbit around the field, uh, I'm going to have lots of outs if I have another issue, like maybe my mixture or my or my uh, or any other issue that I have. I'm I'm going to have outs, and I'll be able to you know pick one of the runways to make my way down. 
to. Were you pretty close uh, to the airport at, at this stage, or, uh, or or where were you in relation to the airport? Yeah, we were pretty close. Uh, we were about to get cleared for a visual, um, and you hear ATC give me a call. Um, actually, during my initial troubleshooting, that call goes unanswered. Um, I didn't hear it the first time, to be honest. I, I heard it uh, in the in the recording after the fact. Um, and it says, hey, you know, there's we're waiting for that Meridian to give us a call, and then we're going to, you know, you can expect your clearance here in about two minutes. So we, we were close to the field, and, and I wanted to get over top of it and then just do a bit of an arc. Uh, around the field, and uh, ATC suggested an arc around of a, a VOR, and you know, you, you kind of hear me hesitate a little bit, and then I say, hey, can I do an arc around the airport, and kept it nice and close, and uh, was able to just kind of circle around. That's a great plan, because your concern is, uh, you don't you don't know if there's something else going to go wrong with this engine, and if it just totally cuts out on you, you want to be over the field and gliding distance. I think that's really a wise choice on your part. So there you are, orbiting the field at 4,000 feet. And and by the way, your throttle stuck open, so what kind of airspeed were you getting? Uh, so, yeah, approach that, or uh, center, sorry, asked and said, hey, well, you know, just for radar coverage, just to make sure that we can keep you on our screen here, uh, which I really valued because I wasn't looking out the windows very much. Um, can we get you to climb? I said, climbing is no problem. So <laughs> we climbed up to 5,000 and, and we we did the orbit. The airspeed, you know, we, we were doing between 140 and 150, 160 knots if we were descending. And as we descended, we'd, we'd climb up to like 160 knots. Um, but in, in, the, in the pattern, we were doing 140, 150 knots. Okay, so 140, 150. What's the red line on an uh, arrow? The VNE is higher than that. We had room on VNE, but we were getting into the yellow arc uh, as we descended. Uh, while we were descending, we were, we were getting into into the smooth airspace. But you know that was actually not. Um, you know, we actually had pretty good weather, and it was, it was calm flying, so that was okay. And uh, we didn't really have that much. Of, you know, that wasn't the concern. Okay, so uh, you weren't worried about uh, the VNE speed in level flight, and in uh, descending, you would get up into the yellow arc, but you were still okay there, even at even at full power. My main concern was was getting down to gear speed. I really wanted to drop my gear um, within gear speed, just not to add a another complication and really kind of test the limits of, well, you know, what if you drop your gear above gear speed? How bad could that be? And I, I didn't want to get into that if I didn't have to, and I really didn't think I had to. Yeah. And what is the gear speed in an arrow? 127 for that for that plane, 127 knots. Okay, 127. So uh, there you are in, in cruise speed at about 140 um, to 150, somewhere in there. When you're in a decent, you're in 160. So what's going through your mind is somehow or another, I'd really like to get this thing slowed uh, to below my gear speed of 127. And at some point, you got to get down and begin an approach to landing. And so the timing of all that we could see on the video was really interesting. Would you please walk us through what your thinking was and, and what you actually did? My plan was I was going to set up for basically an approach. So I said, hey, I want to go out five miles. And what I was going to do was a slight pitch up, not, you know, not a maneuver and, and get into these, these stall configurations, but 
Uh, I was going to pitch up until I had my airspeed. And as soon as I got below gear speed, dropped the gear, knowing that uh, with that extra drag, you know, I, I was going to get slowed down pretty quick. And my, my thought was that it would slow me to flap speed. And uh, once I was below flap speed, I, I felt like I had kind of all the control of the situation that I was going to need. Yeah, so once you get configured, that's going to help you, you know, with, with, your, uh, with your speed situation. Now, as you're thinking through this, you're orbiting the field, talking to air traffic control, thinking through your options, what's the mood in the cockpit like? What, do your kids at this point know something's not quite right? Um, how's your wife feeling? So my wife's a trooper, and uh, like I said, we promoted her from passenger to crew pretty quick. And uh, we, you'll see her kind of helping me out and, and trying to, we wanted to take a peek in behind that, that, that quadrant uh, where the throttle was. And if just by chance that cable was, was broken off right there, um, you know, what could we do? And um, so she, she went right to work. She was keeping the kids nice and calm and, and you know, intentionally unaware of what we were doing or, or really dealing with. She was nervous, though. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, she really keeps it together, and she's been uh, rightfully praised as, as being uh, an absolute trooper in, in this video. But, um, you know, we, she, was, she was nervous. And, you know, as pilots, we practice power-off landings and, and these types of maneuvers uh, all the time. And I had, you know, enough confidence in, in doing that. But that was her first time going through a power-off landing or a situation where, um, you know, wasn't very familiar to her. So, I mean, I give her a lot of credit for, for keeping calm as she did. She's an amazing person. Yeah, it was pretty impressive, the video, um, as you come all the way down and then um, as you roll out, the relief on her face uh, that finally revealed there is when you realized how much tension she was holding inside. Um, and I would agree with you. She just seemed to be a fantastic partner to you there in the right seat. Hey listeners, do you love aviation? Did you know that general aviation contributes billions to the U.S. economy every year and is a vital pipeline for military and commercial pilot force? AOPA works to ensure the vitality of the general aviation industry and supports our freedom to fly. Join us and become a member now at AOPA.org. You'll become part of a worldwide community of aviation enthusiasts. We'd love to have you. So back to the situation. So your gear's not down yet. To, can you talk us through uh, what did you do? How'd you get the gear down? How'd you, how'd you come in for the landing? Right. So told ATC that, hey, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's go. I felt like the first thought or that gut reaction was going to be what we're going to do. It was going to be a power off. Um, I didn't want to mess around with, you know, disassembling anything else in the aircraft. I figured my safest option was to do like we're trained. And, and do this power off. I spent a lot of time in, in that traffic pattern, really thinking through my restart procedure, because in my training, our power off landings are, hey, you're cruising along and you lost your engine. Surprise. Deal with it. And, and we do. And we're trained for it and, and we can figure it out. Here, I had the luxury of time. And we had fuel and we're, we're doing okay. But I also got to pick when I shut off the engine and that I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to make a silly mistake. I wanted to make sure that I thought that through. I wasn't going to follow the full engine out procedure. Um, I was going to leave my 
my mags on. I was going to leave my fuel on. I was going to bring my mixture off. But I knew that, or I, the plan was I had the option then if something didn't go right and I was on the wrong side of those thousand foot markers that I was aiming for, I should be able to restart my engine. And again, that just helped me feel a lot better about the situation. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I had that figured out in my mind before actually starting the approach. Yeah, great. Uh, good, good thinking all the way through. And are you vocalizing some of this to your wife in terms of what your plan is, when you're going to configure, when you're going to shut the engine down? Or is that really more internal to you? Were you talking to ATC about it? My wife and I talked it through, and um, I was really just trying to reassure her. Yeah. Uh, at the same time of, of kind of you know vocalizing it to reassure myself, maybe, or just to let me think it through. She's my checklist reader, and uh, so she's used to me talking through these things. She's usually the one talking to me and, and, and working through the checklist. So, yeah, we worked it through together and I said, hey, I'm going to get us, you know, lined up with a long straight in. It's going to look like all of our other approaches. We're going to be a little bit higher than normal um, and I'm going to stay higher than normal until we're comfortable. And then we're going to start our descent. Um, and we, we kind of walked that through, even the pitch up, uh, the maneuver that, that we kind of made up there on the spot to say that's how we're going to get to our gear speed. And I told her that you know once the gear's down, um, it's going to feel like we're going to get you know pulled back, and that's just going to help slow us down. And that's how we're going to get the airplane down uh, down to the ground. Great. So um, you start your approach, and uh, what was your aim point on the runway, and when did you shut it down? Take us all the way through the uh, the landing, if you would. Sure. So. Coming in the downwind, we actually um, had to descent a little bit just to get us out of that 3,000-foot mark for, for the phone call. So we did pick up an extra little bit of airspeed, so now we're going back to that 150, 155 knots. So we had to do a 360. We did that with the tower, and, and the tower and center were just amazing and just super calm and supportive. And there's, there's value in that calm voice on the other end of the radio. Um, I mean, their their professionalism just helps me keep calm as well. And we did that 360. We slowed down, and we told Tower that we're coming in. We needed a 360. He said approved as requested. And um, rolling out of that 360, we're now pointing right at the runway. Feels good. We pitched for the gear speed. And as soon as we had that um, that gear speed, we dropped the gear. The aircraft does slow down. Uh, this is probably the fastest that we've ever dropped the gear, uh, or that I've ever dropped the gear. And um, the aircraft slows down. We did get to flap speed. And in my mind, it's power off landing, no flaps until landing is assured. I said, well, I said, I guess landing is, is assured. I have the opposite of that issue. So I, I put the first notch of flaps in just to slow down. And we're, we felt pretty stabilized. And you know, we're pointed at a 10,000 foot runway. So I'm aiming well on the other side of those thousand foot markers um, that we had at the, at the airport. And once we started actually coming down, and this is the part that, that really surprised me and made me feel really good, was I was prepared mentally and the plane was prepared in a, from a physical kind of placement position to be on or off. The engine was going to be on, and then it was going to be off. 
we started pulling back on the mixture, you know, we got to about halfway down and we were able to really control the manifold pressure and the RPMs of the, of the plane with that mixture. And I mean, there were some backfires and, and there was some extra noise and a little bit of roughness, but that was, that was the eye opening piece for me that I wanted to share. And, and I didn't want to share that in the video. Um, I wanted people to have that discussion with their CFI, but um, that was the eye-opening piece for us is that we were able to bring that mixture back and, and control the uh, performance of the plane. And then it just felt like a stabilized approach. And then it was nothing left to do, but, but actually kill the engine once we were uh, a little bit before the threshold and um, landed down and, and actually uh, hit our target. And it, was, it felt really routine after that. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I saw the landing, and it looked like a good one on the on your uh, video. So that's really interesting too to realize that your mixture could, in essence, be a crude throttle for you. That while intending to pull it all the way off, in the middle of that procedure, you realize, hey, I can actually control this a little bit on the glide path, control my engine response and and the power coming out of my engine. So you do that until uh, the very end. Uh, just when you're over the threshold and then cut it off and you're you're now only probably what 20 30 feet maybe uh, to to glide it in and and land exactly and that's why you know we debated on sharing this video um, you know we, we have other videos up that we share with our friends and family and and whatnot but this one was a little bit more personal there is certainly some raw emotion and I didn't really like the putting my family out there I don't mind you know being out in front of that but you know, we were a little bit reluctant, but, you know, we, we talked about it together and, you know, there was two real big uh, motivators for us was when we heard all of the background work that ATC does for us that we don't normally hear from that other controller and the supervisors and that coordination. Um, I really wanted to show that off, frankly, to the community and say, hey, look at all of the, the professionalism and the teamwork that ATC is doing. Uh, but the other one was, was to spark that conversation like hey this is a situation that it you know it there's bigger emergencies every day but this is one that maybe the you know if a cfi adds this to their curriculum with their students and if students say hey that's a good one i'm going to bring up to my cfi that was our objective in sharing it and and the feedback has been overwhelming and you know the ones that make us the happiest are those that say exactly that of you know hey i brought this up to my students thank you so much. And, and hey, I'm going to bring this up to my instructor. Thanks again for sharing. That makes us really happy. Yeah, I, I would add another one uh, to the lesson learned to discuss, and that is just the whole airmanship piece of it. Uh, Devin, you're a young pilot, young in terms of uh, flying time. About a year you have your license. You've only had this plane a couple months. And uh, you have this really unusual situation with your family in the airplane. And Having a family in the airplane is far more stressful than uh, having your friends or strangers or flying by yourself. And um, you're able to not just manage the situation, but utilize your wife in a way that she's part of the process and she's assisting you and then thinking through it. I also noticed in the video, we didn't talk about this yet, but as the problem happens and you realize you've got this runaway engine uh, you have the presence of mind to tell ATC, uh, hey, can you contact my A&P just to see if he's got any thoughts on the matter? And uh, that conversation is shared on the video as well. 
And that can be a very helpful thing. There's another case where cell phones in the cockpit at the right time under the right situations can be very helpful. And so you do a good job managing all of those aspects and keeping your cool and first and foremost, maintaining control of the airplane. Yeah, and that was one that I was really aware of, and, and I tried to be deliberate about. Um, and that's when I when I jokingly say that we upgraded the wife from passenger to crew. You know, I I study. I, I'm a big fan of, of your show, and I, I read a lot of accident reports, and I read them in a spirit of learning. And you know, getting distracted or focused on the problem is easy to do. Uh, and I was just really concerned about, you know, staring down at one thing and, and I didn't want the aircraft to get away from me. And that's where either, you know, relying on, on my wife to do some of the things for me and work out the cell phones and, and make those calls. Uh, no autopilot in this plane. So we were hand flying the whole time and uh, we were going in and out of IMC at, at, at 5,000 feet. It was just, it was really broken and, 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 you know, very little IFC. I don't mean to make that sound like a big deal, but it was something that we noticed. And I just, I, that was very much a reality for me that I was nervous about, thanks to, uh, you know, shows like this and, and reading those accident investigations of, hey, what can go wrong? And, and don't let a little problem turn into a big one. Yeah, that's what, uh, because it turned out so well and because you made it look uh, so easy, I don't want to minimize that. It was made to look like an easy situation because of the way you and your wife handled it and um, focusing on the right things at the right time, developing that game plan that you had for, okay, how are we going to get the gear down and um, circling over the runway like you did, choosing a long runway, aiming far enough down the runway that if you had a slight miss, you would be protected on the short side. And then uh, as you're coming down final, realizing there that uh, in the moment, hey, we, we can flex our plan a little bit here. I can control this a lot farther down with, uh, with the mixture knob and then rolling out. And um, it was just a, a, a great end and some fine airmanship on your part. Well, I, I certainly appreciate it. I mean, I, I think we're doing as, as trained, quite frankly, but I appreciate it. One other thing to add, and this is one that I was surprised to catch myself into. And you know, when we're studying as private pilots, we're going through the the different personalities and and the the characteristics of uh, of what those personalities may lead you to. You know, the dangerous personality profiles. I was really focusing when I was reading those profiles on the on the macho category of, hey, I could do this, I can do that. Um, and I was really just aware of, hey, well, that's Devin probably where you would be. So make sure that you don't find yourself in, into that situation. And that's where I focused. But I did, you know, we do read the others and we work them through. And I will tell you and I'll admit that in one of those, one of these, you know, laps in the pattern um, for a half a second, probably longer than that, um, I did get a bit of a wave of that overwhelming maybe defeated type of, uh, of, of emotion. And I share that just so that, you know, people can, can kind of just relate. And again, there's bigger emergencies every day, but that was one where I, it hit me pretty hard and I had to shake that off. And I think it was mostly the stress of having the family there, seeing my wife very upset and, and just worried um, dealing with the situation. I mean, there's an emotional piece that, that you really need to, kind of put in check. And, and frankly, it, it can be overwhelming and it hit me hard for, I, I say a half a second, but it was probably a little bit longer 
So just never feel immune to that as that macho personality may feel immune to that. Um, never feel immune to that because that, that can certainly affect your judgment and, and affect your, your decision making. Yeah. So you're down and ATC's relieved and you're relieved with uh, getting down and the landing and your wife's certainly relieved and the kids are saying, is it time for ice cream? <laughs> exactly. My wife did an amazing job of keeping the kids really calm and uh, calm and relaxed. Uh, my wife did, in, out of an abundance of caution, she did take some things away that, that were maybe a little bit harder items and, and she gave them their blankets and their stuffies and said, hey, just take a look at the window, hug onto these things and, and we'll make our way down. So that's when the kids were kind of like, well, what's up? And then uh, obviously they, they saw the fire trucks and, and whatnot and they got uh, a little bit confused, but they uh, they certainly stayed calm and uh, everybody just did an amazing job and we were so grateful. Was there anything else that you can think of, uh, Devin, lessons learned that you'd like to share with our audience? I really want to express my gratitude to ATC and not just what they do every day that we hear, but in situations like this, um, all of what goes on in, in the background, we just really appreciated all of what they did. And that calm voice, don't underestimate that when you start to feel a little bit stressed out or you start to feel the pressure. Um, that calm, familiar voice saying the things that we're expecting them to say, it adds an element of, of that routineness and certainly helps us keep our, our focus or keeps my focus on what I needed to do. And the people that we've met as a result of this, the aviation community, the support that, that we've seen, this video that, that you're referencing has gone wider and broader than we'd ever imagined. But the feedback and the appreciation and the kind words and the support from my family has just been really amazing, and we're just really grateful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Congratulations uh, as a relatively uh, new pilot on handling a, uh, a situation extremely well. And thank you so much, Devin, for sharing your story with us. Thank you for the opportunity and love your show. That's just a great story. And uh, it's deceiving because it can seem simple because of the way that Devin handled it, the way he kept his composure, the way he prioritized his task in the cockpit, and the way he and his wife worked together to handle that situation and keep the children under control as well. So a nice job on behalf of Devin. A lot of good lessons learned there for the rest of us in, uh, in how you handle situations, your priorities, how you work with air traffic control, thinking ahead and developing a plan for your situation, and then being flexible when you have opportunities that arise that make your situation even a little bit better like he did with the mixture knob. So if you'd like to see the video, you can check it out on uh, YouTube. His channel is Family Pilot, and the title of the video is Real Emergency, Power Off Landing with Family. Thanks to Devin for sharing his story with us, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Richard McSpadden, alongside Tyler Pangborn, our producer. Until next time, fly safe. Hey, listeners. If you like these podcasts and you'd like to help us continue them and our other important safety work, please consider a donation at aopafoundation.org. That's aopafoundation.org slash donate. And help us continue our important work to advance general aviation safety. 
There I Was is produced by the AOPA Air Safety Institute. If you'd like to hear other episodes, submit comments, or submit your own story to potentially be featured on the show, please visit airsafetyinstitute.org slash there I was. Thanks for listening. Thank you.